This is our devotional commentary for Deuteronomy chapter 18. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. The Levitical priests, all the tribe of Levi, shall have no portion or inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the Lord's offerings as their inheritance. They shall have no inheritance among their brothers. The Lord is their inheritance, as he promised them. And this shall be the priest's due from the people, from those offering a sacrifice, whether an ox or a sheep. They shall give to the priest the shoulder and the two cheek and the stomach, the first fruits of your grain, of your wine and of your oil, and the first fleece of your sheep you shall give him. For the Lord your God has chosen him out of all your tribes to stand and minister in the name of the Lord, him and his sons, for all time. And if a Levite comes from any of your towns out of all Israel, where he lives, and he may come when he desires, to the place that the Lord will choose, and ministers in the name of the Lord his God, like all his fellow Levites who stand to minister there before the Lord, Then he may have equal portions to eat besides what he receives from the sale of his patrimony. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens, or a sorcerer or a charmer, or a medium, or a necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations, which you are about to possess, listen to fortune-tellers and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet, like me, from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen, just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, How may we know the word that the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of him. When John the Baptist began his ministry... Jewish leaders asked him, Who are you? Are you the prophet? 
John said no, directing their attention to the one who had come after him. Later, when Jesus fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, the people said, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. On another occasion, after hearing Jesus teach the scriptures, some of the people said, This really is the prophet. So where did the Jews get this expectation of a unique and final prophet who was to come? It was from Deuteronomy 18, where Moses says in verse 15, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet, like me, from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. At one level, the singular noun prophet must refer to the prophetic office filled by many who would succeed Moses as God's spokesman. This is evident by the instructions that follow for evaluating whether a so-called prophet is true or false. Yet it's difficult not to see that this promise points ultimately to one particular exceptional prophet who would speak on God's behalf. The words of the Lord will be in his mouth, and God's people must listen to him, or God himself will hold them to account. New Testament writers understood Jesus to be the fulfillment of this prophet prophecy. While the function of a prophet was to speak for God to man, the function of a priest was to speak for man to God. The chapter begins with provisions for priests, verses 1 through 8, and it ends then with expectations for prophets, verses 15 through 22. And in between, Israel is warned to avoid all pagan ways of communicating with God, verses 9 through 14. They must not imitate the abominable habits of nations that they would displace in the promised land, especially those religious practices used for guidance. Sorcery and divination are strictly prohibited, along with interpretation of omens, witchcraft, spiritism, and necromancy, meaning seeking to communicate with the dead in order to predict the future. Even child sacrifice was practiced in some pagan religions to seek divine assistance. In ancient times or modern, people sense a need to tap into the supernatural world But those who belong to the Lord must not be drawn to religious superstition or demonic powers, choosing instead to be led by God's word alone. To do otherwise is to deny the Lord's sovereignty and to show a lack of reverence for him, forgetting how Israel trembled at Sinai, requesting that Moses mediate the revelation of God to them. And now... One greater than Moses is with us, speaking a final word and mediating a new and better covenant. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.